Let's talk about something new. <laughs> As we retrace the same old fucking storylines. Actually, no, these are probably radically different this week, I think. There's a good flow to the stories this week. I'm excited to talk about them. So I shall talk about them now. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. Alan Fletcher here, aka Dr. Carl Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. It is Jason Cruz here, also known as Nicholas Atkins. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. The best podcast in the entire world. JK, Adam and Tim, thanks for taking me down memory lane. You are the best UK Neighbours that anyone could ask for. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. I am your host of sorts, JK. Today we have Tim with us. Hello. And we have Adam. All right. Classic, classic Tim and Adam there. Classic Tim and Adam. Uh, catchphrases, you might say. Uh, worthy of a t-shirt, you might say as well. Are you interested in merch? If so, let us know at Watch Neighbour on the socials. And uh, we'll see what we can do. Adam's dying for some merch. I am very interested in some merchandise. I think that's one the one thing we need for the next like batch because we were, did the run up to the hundredth episodes. We had people on; it was pretty good. Tim's come back now. Next logical step is obviously shit um, without, <laughs> with either our faces on it or the logo on it um, that we can wear and get other people to also wear as well. I think that's what we need. Yeah, the the next obvious. Obvious uh, movement is just to cash in now. Milk this for all it's worth. And then I'll probably see you two in court when you have disputes over how the money is distributed. Uh, yeah. Lawyer up. Lawyer up now. They might do a film like the Facebook film. <laughs> Who would play you? Who would play me? Oh, uh, I mean, I, my go-to is always Ryan Reynolds, but never. That would never happen. Not. I think uh, Michael Sarah could... Sarah? Is that how you say it? I think so. I think Michael Sarah could play you. Definitely. Yeah, because he does that nervous, really fish out of water, don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to try and get through it nervously yeah. very well. Can you imagine um, Michael Sarah trying to do his accent, though? <laughs> it's bad as him trying to do ours. Well, what's, that's <laughs> the thing. Like, when you listen back to all these episodes, how many accents he's done that he thinks he's nailing, but are just <laughs> the worst. So it'd be nice to see Michael Sarah do him doing other people, I think. Yeah, really confusing. Adam, I do have an idea for you. I had this the other day. I know you're hating on this TV show show at the moment, but uh, the guy who plays Roy Kent, uh, Brett Goldstein, <laughs> I think would be a very good Adam. Indeed. I really like that guy. What I discovered, so he is one of my two favourite characters on that show, Ted Lasso, at the moment. Third season is absolutely wank. We can talk about that later. The last episode was particularly annoying for me, um, and probably Roy Kent as well. Um I found out Brett Goldstein has got his po- uh, his own podcast. He's done hundreds of episodes, and it's something to do with like films. Um, not listened to any to any of them yet, but I reckon that'd be good. And he has Ooh. like guests on and that. I reckon that's worth listening. I also started watching Shrinking on Apple TV um, because now I have ready access to Apple TV, which is oh nice. nice. Yes, that is is very very nice. nice. Have you got someone's login? How have you managed this? Yes, I have got someone's login. (laughs) Um, This might cause disputes down the line. Friend of the show, the OG Summer Highland. We're now Apple Apple TV pals. Is that not good? Are they not going to click on that? It's been shared though, because it's been shared in two different countries. I mean, I'm not not sure. I'm I'm fine with this, but. You're fine with it. I'm glad we've got your blessing to fucking watch Ted Lasso. Um, no, I mean, I, I'm just, I'm just worried about what you're worried about because Netflix. Are you are worried that, that me and me and Earl start our own podcast and we don't need you anymore? Is that what you're worried about? <laughs> that is a constant worry. It's a constant worry that you and Tim or any combination will start a podcast without me and I'll be out the door. To be honest, if I fucking listen to Brett Goldstein and you're on it, I'm gonna be fucking fuming. <laughs> that's that's one of my goals. I want to be on his movie, uh, his movie podcast. I think that'd be really good. No, but I'm watching Shrinking on there. It's really good. Uh, would recommend. And he is one of like the producers on it. He's he's part of it behind the scenes. He's not been on the actual Ooh, show, wow. but it's a good show. Thanks for that recommendation. Uh, Who's going to play Tim? Who's going to play Tim? It's the guy from you, isn't it? The the creeper, creepy yeah. stalker guy. The creepy uh, serial killing book loving murderer from you. Don't know what he's called in real life. The guy from you. 
Oh, actually, oh, the, the oh, I forgot his fucking name now. The guy who did play Zuckerberg in Social Network, Jesse Ein, whatever he's called. Eisen. Yeah, he yeah. would make a good Tim as well. Isn't Andrew Garfield in that film? Yeah. Oh, he is, isn't he? Tim fucking loves Andrew Garfield. I'm going to put that bone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's actually English, so that's a start. The... Is he? Yeah. Don't know, didn't know that. There we are. Well, he's got your accent down then, hasn't he? can figure it out. What is Tim's accent, just by the way? Could you could you do it very quickly? Could you do us a very quick... Just say, um, hi, this is Andrew Garfield, or should I say Tim Callahan in Tim's voice. <laughs> uh, hello there. Uh, my name is Andrew Garfield, and I'm excited to play Tim Callahan in the new movie, uh, Flicking, and, Flicking and Grinding. <laughs> who's, who's the... Little posh kid who has that accent in South Park because that's what it made me think of. Oh, there isn't there. I think that's where I've got the accent from, to be honest. Uh, I'm pretty sure Cartman takes the piss out of him and tries to copy his voice. (laughs) (laughs) So that's exciting, Tim. Andrew Garfield's playing you. Good times. Spider Man. (laughs) Yes, it's it's all your dreams come true. Hang on. Why why, why don't we then? Just like on, on a maturity level. We'll have Garfield play me. We can have the other two Spideys. We'll have Toby playing Adam, and we'll have Holland playing JK. That'd work as well. Fucking Spider Men fans will blow their minds. Absolutely would. It would, but then they're all seven years old because it's <laughs> fucking Spider Man. So there you go. <laughs> Come on, talk about neighbours. Yes, this is the uh, the award winning podcast. That's sometimes about neighbours. Uh, we've watched episodes 4,024 to 28 on Vimeo.com, I'm assuming. I don't know, I haven't checked that. Uh, neighbours UK Fans Forever is the channel on there that has uploaded these episodes. There was a couple missing from last time. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, but there's not many gaps we need to fill in. To be honest, I feel like we missed a couple of shit episodes, to be honest. And we've landed right on some good ones. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is Shell. So when we left Shell last time, she she she'd broken up with Connor. She'd made a mature move, some might say, not childish, not Adam, or a childish move, some might say, uh, and she'd fucked Connor off because she couldn't trust him. But he's wrote a letter to her in these these episodes that we've missed, and that's convinced her to give him another chance. And it's a big thing for Connor to write a letter as well because he couldn't read three weeks ago. So to write a heartfelt love letter, I'm a I'm guessing she would have pulled him up on any tiny grammar or spelling mistakes. That's what. No, most you'd have good to be an asshole to do that. Like it wasn't a long letter either. Bless him. Like <laughs> she made this thing like it was the nicest thing she'd ever do. She'd ever had. It was only like a sentence. It wasn't long. It was like real miss you. You're the best. Connor miss shell. There wasn't anything to it. Fair play, he had a go, but I, I was expecting a bit more to be honest. <laughs> Tim, have you ever wrote any love letters? Probably. You know me. 100%. That slimy, you know me. Probably is code for yes, fucking 100. (laughs) 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 Have you wrote any to your wife? Not so much love letters as just apologies. Like when MPs get disgraced and they have to stand outside the house. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> and you read it off the teleprompter. <laughs> okay, like I resign but then get rehired. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what whatever he wrote on there, you know, the, those very few words that he's wrote have worked because Shell's given another go, which leaves her free to stress about the fact that she's gone to New York now. She's not got visa sorted. She's not got fucking accommodation sorted. She's completely un- unprepared for this trip at all. She's done. She's gone, yeah, I'm going to New York. Better get back with Connor then. Not thought about anything else. So Joe and Lynn are trying to sort of say, oh, there's a little side note as well. Tani's gone to New York already. She's also got on it. And her parents have gone, right, fucking off you go then. See you later. Couldn't wait to get rid of that scrubber. Yeah, could not fucking wait. She got right on it. What I didn't understand with this little bit, because they keep going on about they've not got enough money now. They've decided, like, oh, she's got in. That was far too easy for this girl to get on this New York exchange program for a year. Can we create some something else? And they've decided out of nowhere that now she needs loads of money um, to, to go. 
when I don't think that would really be the case because it's a school exchange program that involved actual tests and sorting it out. So it would all be like a lot of it would be paid for through the school system and all that kind of stuff. But now they're panicking like Joe and Lynn haven't got enough money and she's trying to use that as an excuse to maybe not go. She feels bad. Um, Well, this wasn't a problem before. She was just fucking off. But now it's all of a sudden they've got no money for this trip. Yeah, because it's an exchange as well. So my other thought is, isn't there some coming in exchange? Some annoying New York, generic, awful Americans going to come along. You have, to, you have to wait till 2023 for him to turn up, though. <laughs> Topical neighbours joke there. Oh, I like that. You've, you've sent an email out to Misha Barton, haven't you? Of course. But Any when reply? I say email, it's more apology. <laughs> <laughs> in true Tim style. I've just apologised in advance. <laughs> Guess why I, I tried to get in touch with Misha to see if she wants to come on. She's uh, got to have an agent. Uh, she'll be the... The agent's the one to contact. I think, I, 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 obviously, you didn't run this email past us, so brilliant. <laughs> um, I mean, you would. You, you would do. If I, you know, it's quite a big one. Um, what you should have done was just lied and said, we're the official Neighbours podcast. Yeah. It's part of your contract. It is, you know, <laughs> customary to do this. It's part of, nothing part to do, of it. Yeah, that's... Go, Shit, better do it then. Shit, better do it. I don't want to do it, but I'm going to have to because it's official Press, and... It? It's pressy, yeah. Got to do it. Comes with the territory. Imagine this yeah. is how JK used to whisper waitresses back in the day. I'm afraid it's part of your contract. Um, <laughs> no, but I, but I actually put it in the contract, so that was, there was no lie. So it was, it was clandestine. Sick, sick um, bastard. Didn't expect it to go this way. <laughs> I make it a rule that I don't deal with people's agents. I deal with the, the talent directs. That's that's the JK way. Unfortunately, they have a rule that they have agents for dealing with everything. <laughs> so <laughs> that's the but, end of all communication. <laughs> but I've held my ground and stood to my principles. So who's so one, really? all the people that we've had this podcast on, then you you got just, just by going to them straight away. And they were like, yeah, brilliant. But those are the sort of people you want. I mean, look at the guests that we've had all the kind of people you want as guests the ones that have thrown agents in front and jason Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) we love you jason we love you uh he was actually speaking of jason he was commenting on the uh i think aaron's been used and put uh the never forget kate and nick thing up his little thing and then someone's like who the fuck were these two and jason Cruz put it exactly (laughs) 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 oh jason what a guy Getting back on, why don't you want him on again? I do want him on again. It's just That's not what you said. You out. said he was gone and you didn't like we don't need him anymore. <laughs> no, he's talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is Marissa, the OG and the best Summer Hoyland, and you're listening to the OG and the Best Neighbours Podcast, the neighborhood rewatch. So yeah, they're worried about money all of a sudden. Out of absolutely nowhere. But Joe's got an idea. He's got we don't know what this idea is, but he's he's doing some creative accounting here, I think. He's like, don't worry, Lynn, I've got it all sorted. And Shell at this point is like, do you know what? This is too much fucking stress here. I do not want to go to New York. I'm going to miss you, Connor. It's, fuck it, I'm not going. I don't want to go. And he's like, well, you're going to have to fucking tell them. She's like, I will tell them. I will. Just as she's about to tell them, Joe and, like, Joe and Lynn are like, bought your tickets for you. We've sorted the money out. You're off to New York. And she's like, oh, great. And she kind of hugs Joe and then just kind of looks off like, oh, fuck. I don't want to do this anymore. So she's, is she going to have to go anyway? Is she just going to be forced to go? Is it like when Chandler Bing has to go to Yemen and he just has to go through with it? He's like, yeah, I'm off to Yemen. Getting on the plane right now. I said this for a bit, but then you started saying that Joe had a plan to sort the money out there and then you didn't explain how he sorted the money out. Well, I don't, I don't think he, we don't think we get that explanation. Yeah, do we? (laughs) Completely missed yeah. Of course, I fucking missed it. <laughs> is it? Let me try and guess this. Even though I have watched the episode, so you're going to guess we... something that you have watched. <laughs> you know, something that all our listeners miss out on a lot. It's the absolute look of despair and confusion on Adam's face when you do things like that. See, he sometimes jumps in and like what and says something, but just the shock as he's realizing you've done it again. Well, I, I can't, what I've tried to do, just because 
I listen to a few of them back, especially when I've said something funny. But like <laughs> sometimes I think, oh, I've been a bit of a dick on that episode. I've been a bit harsh or I've not given him a chance because he is a fucking bumbling fool, fool a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm trying to give him a little bit more time. So when he started that story, then I was like, is he going to talk about it? Is he going to... He... No, he's completely missed it again. I, I will ask the question in a nice way. <laughs> and then it turns out, no, he's completely missed it. Go on, what is your guess for how Joe got the money? I'm going to go back through my notes here. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, good. Go back through the notes. There's no mention in the notes. Is he charging? Because Joe has got a man shed going on. He's got. He's officially called Joe's man shed. Um, well, he's in a, a garage, co- which I thought was weird. <laughs> Joe's Manshed does a catchy name though. Is he charging a subscription fee for Joe's Manshed? No. Is that what it is? No. no. But it is oh. something loosely based on the Manshed. Has he sold all his records? Oh, what a guy. It was a, what it a, was guy. a very extensive vinyl collection and he has sold it to one of his pals. Um, all of it to raise the money and the whole pot like so he's been loving that at the moment he's been loving his records he's been in the, the garage a lot listening to him recapturing recapturing his youth a little bit and also having a bit of time just for him and he's actually given up the thing that was giving him the most pleasure his records to make sure his daughter can go on a trip of a lifetime what a fucking guy Joe Scully you missed is. that though I did miss that completely don't know what I was doing while I was someone else uh, something else. Uh, well, that is that going to mean the end of Joe's Manshed now? Because they loved going in there and rocking out to music. We get we get a scene where he's playing air guitar with a ten with a tennis racket. How much does he love his daughter to do that? What a guy! What a guy! What a guy! Uh, you said last week, Adam Joe Scully is the best character in this, and yep. he's just proved it again. And you've just proved it to me. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> If we can get in contact with the actor finally and get him on, we can suggest to him that he starts his own podcast that we can produce and take all the money for called Joe's Manshed. That would be a good idea. I'd be all right with that. Yeah, I'd be all right with that as well. Uh, Not taking all cool. his money, but just doing something with like the, the guy who played Joe Scully. I don't want to fleece him, Tim. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I thought that would appeal to Jay, seeing as he's doing that with us. He's made a note of it in his book. Of he has. <laughs> it's his fleece book. It's made of fleece as well. Tim, I don't think that's going to be the joke that I put the uh, the music to, unfortunately. That's, that's not a joke. That's just word association. <laughs> <laughs> but that one is, though. Should we talk about Delta Goodrum? Yes, please. So she's got a performance. Uh, I think it's been, I think it's a mandatory performance because she won the competition. She now has to do a performance. Uh, so they're doing it at the old Tommy Tucker set, of course the best place to do performances. Uh, Did you hear what it was masquerading as, though? They didn't say, oh, we're doing it on the old Tommy Tucker set. It was, but did you hear what it was actually supposed to be this time? Uh, Some sort of nightclub? Hemisphere nightclub, one where Tad started doing his DJing. Oh, is that the one that Darcy accidentally ruined that that police thing one as well? Possibly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's got a club night, despite not being old enough to get in a club, but fine. Uh, Connor does the warm-up for her. He does some jokes. Uh, they're worse than Tim. What I liked about <laughs> this, though, this is the classic that comes up in Neighbours quite a lot where you just get a punchline of a joke that's already been told. <laughs> I always love that in anything. It's fucking brilliant. Um, I can't remember what it was for this one, but it was just like a terrible... Nobody laughs, except I think maybe Harold. Harold's <laughs> he fucking loves the nightclub, Harold, doesn't he? <laughs> Uh, so she smashes the performance because she's dealt a fucking good drum and she's great at performing. And and that attracts an agent. Glenn Wheatley is interested in signing her up, gives her a business card and then meets with her in the, not his, uh, you know, not his, his office or, you know, the recording studio or anything like that. He's like, oh, I'll just meet you at your local coffee shop, shall I? So they meet there and she's like, he's like, right, I'll get you signed up, but I need your parents. And she's like, oh, no, that, that, that. They can't sign. They can't sign. They're, they're, they're busy right now. And he's like, well, can't fucking sign you up because you're under 18. You shouldn't have been in that fucking nightclub for a start. And she's a very, very coy about her parents. Because she doesn't want, want them nothing to do with it, does she? She doesn't want them to be on the celebration after the great performance. Um, she says, no, I don't call. Then she doesn't want them to sign an agent. She, w- she wants them to have no part of it. We've heard about her mum a little bit. She's a bit of a knob by all accounts. But yeah, she's not on her parents. I don't... I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five episodes, if that is what we are watching, um, I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. and Mrs. Good. <laughs> yeah, I probably would as well. Because, yeah, you, you don't hint that much the characters without then bringing them. Uh, but, yeah, she's very, very coy. Because, yeah, like you said, when she is celebrating afterwards, she's at the Scully's house and they're like, oh, shouldn't your parents be? And Lynn's like, yeah, I'll give him a call now. She's like, no, don't call him. It's late. And she's like, he's not fucking late. It's still light outside. What are you whinging about? Like, oh, it's too late. It's too late. No, no, I'll ring them. She's like, no. Don't fucking ring them. They're guns. Uh, what do you think? Why do you think they're such guns? What do you think? What do you think they do? Well, I think a mum's like a some kind. You think? And I'm she's sure that's been full. mentioned. I don't. I mean, if it has, I would have missed it. So. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you think she's been forced into this? No, she's definitely not been forced into this life because she hasn't been doing it. She's only recently started doing it herself, thanks to some little lovable Irishman. She hasn't been forced into it at all. I think she's seen what the life can do, and her mum's become a dick. She's quite a nice, shy girl who wears a cardigan. She wants no part of being a dickhead. Uh, I think that's what the chance. Doesn't want that rock and roll lifestyle. Exactly, like that international music stars and podcast hosts live. It's hard. I just want to be treated like everyone else. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so that lovable little Irish man as well uh, in, a, in a bid to get Shell some before Joe decides to uh, do whatever he does to, to get that money I can't quite remember uh, they, they try and raise some money so they go to Lou and go listen do you want Delta Goodrum gig in the pub Thursday night and Lou's like yeah fucking fantastic this is this is going to bring loads of people in I'll sell a shitload of them and I'll keep all the money for myself and then the other two are like no no wait a minute we're we do this as well, so we get some of them as well, right? I suppose so, if you have to. Uh, but that is double booked with an air hockey competition at the same time at Lou's Pub. This is classic <laughs> Lou. This is so such a ridiculous thing, but I, I was quite happy with it. Like Delta Goodrum rocks up looking looking great, ready to perform up on the stage. And at the same time, there's a load of lads. There's a load of lads at the pub being rowdy with the new air hockey table that Max has just purchased for the pub. Uh, mm-hmm. Connor quite quite being quite civil. He goes over and says, Listen, we've got fucking Delta Good to try. And the lad's like, Way, no, we're lads. Lads don't do that. Fuck the piano. We want to do air <laughs> hockey. They've the proper like lads. Yeah, he kind of kind of starts that starts trouble with them. Is uh, he? He's he's smaller than every single one of them. He's outnumbered, and he's like, oh, he's gonna get a fucking kicking in here, this guy. But then Joe Scully steps in. Quiet word from Joe Scully. Everybody brilliant. leaves very fucking quickly. Again, what a fucking guy. He sees off like tw- a full fucking rugby team, and he <laughs> doesn't raise his voice. He doesn't do anything. He just goes, fancy going somewhere else. And they all go, fuck it. <laughs> they can't get out of there fucking fast enough. It's brilliant. <laughs> they were midway through a tournament as well. Probably fucking ruined. But yeah, so the, the pub, because as, as you mentioned there, Max is now 50-50 partners with Luke Carpenter. Uh, so he's making some changes to the pub. He's trying to bring it into the modern day, the modern 2002. Let's, let's ask Tim. As a as a as a child of 2000, what thing? So we've already had the air hockey team. What what else do you think he's bringing into this pub, lose lose pub, to update it for the new hip clientele? What do you think? I mean, you can you can imagine that. Oh, I don't know. Is it is it? You say a child of 2002, but is it something that would have been out of date in 2002? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So yeah, something quite, like quite substantially. <laughs> what do you say? Pac-Man. No, that would be cool. That's that's retro. That's like that would that's knowingly old. This is something that you think was probably a big deal for two weeks. Uh, <laughs> was maybe a thing in everyone million, and then it's clearly never been. I don't think it has anyway. I'm too. I can't think it's a, a, something in a public place. I'm just like thinking iPods and shit around that time, but this wouldn't make any sense. Um, I don't know. It's something they could sell at the pub. Lots of dead silence, lots of dead air, lots of dead air. Thinking, I don't know. I've got nothing. Let's see if let's see if our host of sorts was paying attention. If he even if he remembers. <laughs> <laughs> During that silence, I was frantically going through my notes. Uh, vodka jellies is the correct answer. <laughs> vodka jellies. He's selling them right at the bar. And to be fair, they're fucking flying out as well. Lou's, Lou's not happy about this at first. He's like, listen, it's Lou's pub. We sell fucking beer. And some bottles of wine to Carl and Susan. Max is like, no, vodka jellies are the, are the 
they're the new thing, they're hip, everybody has. And he's like, he's not convinced, but all the young ones are buying them. Apparently all the students like, are coming in and fucking nailing. Absolutely nailing. Actually, what? I don't think I've ever had a vodka jelly. I think I probably have. I think I've drank something out of a test tube once, but I'm not sure if that was alcohol. <laughs> G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. So the, the Vodka Jellies, they uh, wrote... I love What I love about this lot of episodes is that Rosie gets told to fuck off this week. Well, and not just fuck off, get told to fuck off twice. Because first, first she has a whinge at Lou about the Delta Goodrum gig. She's like, why are you exploiting this young poor, poor girl for your own profits? You, you're such an unscrupulous man. What a, now, how dare you do that? And Lou goes, have you read the fucking poster? It says for fucking Shell. And she's like, oh, right, okay. And he's like, yeah, fuck off, love. It does. It's, it's, I hated her in these five episodes. She was a dick in every single one of them. Um, she just goes around being a dick and sticking her nose in and all that kind of stuff. But she never says, "Oh shit, my fault, my bad." Shouldn't have like even then when she got found out for doing the like thinking it, he was exploiting Delta Goodrum and it was for Michelle's benefit. She even just she just walks off. She doesn't go, "Oh shit, so, sorry." She apologizes like the episode later. She says, "Oh sorry, I was a dick before," but at the time she can't take it, and he basically goes. Like you said, read this small print. Fuck you, bitch. Um, and she has, to, she has to shuffle on out. But then she, like, as soon as that happens, she tries to think of something else to get back at him. Like, oh, he's made me look a right dickhead. What's that? Vodka jellies? And then she starts being a dick about the vodka jellies. And when she starts going on about them, she tries to tell Lou how to run his business. You do not tell Lou Carpenter how to run his fucking businesses, love. He's no. He's 50-50 partner, can't get a fucking word in. So she, as soon as he goes, fuck you, she runs straight over to Harold and goes, have you heard about Lou? Vodka jellies. And Harold's like, fucking, well, I don't like vodka. Or jellies. Or, no, he, I think he, he doesn't quite like jelly. Because he's called jelly No, he belly, doesn't. He? You know, he doesn't because Lou calls him jelly belly. So he's oh. like, oh, this is, this is alcohol and jelly. These are the two things that I hate being thrown at me the most. So, yeah, she fucking enlists Harold. Because like, oh, they're marketing it to kids. And Lou's like, no, we don't market it to kids. It's fucking alcohol. I'd lose my license, you dick. It's it's literally in a pub. We're not allowed to have under 18s in the building to get the stuff. So, no. Yeah. So he ends up having to tell it fuck off again. He does. But, yeah. But at this point, so kind of brings us on to Howard, really, because... You know, him and Rosie have been getting a bit close recently. They've been doing charity work together. And uh, Rosie's definitely taken a bit more of a shine to Harold because she lose fucking calling her out for a shit. But Harold, of course, we know, has signed up with a dating agency. This is another reason why I hate Rosie with a passion. So she's blatantly, for months now, has gone, not happening, Harold. Not happening, Harold. We're not doing it. I don't like you like that. Come to the church, brilliant. We'll do all this charity, nice one. But I don't like you that like that. Fine. Mm. Bit harsh, but fine. Harold has joined a dating agency and he's got himself a date. Straight away, Rosie's round Lynn's house, ref- fishing round Harold. Or what do you think of Harold? Quite like Harold. He's nice, isn't he? Fuck you. You're just doing it to <laughs> fuck with him now. He's yeah. moving on. He doesn't think you're all that anymore because you're a fucking busybody bitch. Leave him alone. Fuck off. Out of the show, please. Yeah. Can't stand her. Yeah, she is the absolute worst in these she's episodes. Worst. Yeah, she, she's like, yeah, because she can, somehow she's mates with Lynn. I don't get this. At she all. just walks she's in Lynn's ma- house. We spoke about this last time. She just walks in. Just walks Lynn's in. like trying to sort out Joe's records and get Michelle packed off to New York and do her all, all her own shit. Rose is coming in, come in and gone. Do we hear about Harold joining that dating agency? And Lynn's gone, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. Nice one. He's a nice man. Yeah, deserves someone. And Rose is like, yeah, but they're all they're all slags on there. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he, he, he deserves someone better than that, those fucking slags. And then Lynn's gone, like who? 
What about a priest? Priest starts lags. This one is because a little bit later she goes, I want them both. Mm. She actually says, because Lynn asks her, who do you like best, Harold or Lou? You can't have both. And she went, I want them both. I want them both. <laughs> what a slag. Ironically, in a devil's threesome. What, what do you mean, devil's threesome? Two guys, one girl. It's the wrong kind of threesome. <laughs> it is. I just wanted to see if you'd say it. <laughs> so, uh, the woman that Harold has met, she's, she seems a nice, slightly younger lady. Um, Dorothy. Dorothy, yeah. She seems, she, seems, she seems very, very keen as well. She meets at the co- the coffee shop. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm just finishing up now. I'll take a seat. I'll come over to you shortly. And she's like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to go on a date, you know. It's just going to be loads of fun. He's like, oh, yeah, great. Okay, just let me finish up, and then I'll be uh, over. She's like, oh, I've, I brought a box. And he's like, right, okay, no problem. That'd be great. What's in the box? He's like, oh, I'll show you later. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> now, since last week, when you uh, alerted me to the fact that Cookie was a sex pest, my uh, my senses start to go off. Uh, I've been on the watch, you would say. Um, <laughs> pest watch, maybe. <laughs> pest control. I don't know. <laughs> See, and the best the best pest watcher is a former pest, I imagine, because they exactly. know what to look for. Exactly. Uh, so she wanders. I can't remember how this comes about, but she wanders off for some reason. She goes for a piss. She goes for a piss. <laughs> This has happened in the last couple of podcasts. You've said, don't know why they walked off. And the answer has been, went for a piss every time. Because <laughs> it's an excuse to leave the room, isn't it? So somebody else can look in the box. Yeah, fair enough. So she goes, yeah, Harold, I'm off for a slash. Keep an eye in the box, will you? And he's like, yeah, no problem. She's like, don't you look in that box? And he's like, yeah, well, I'm Harold. No, she doesn't. She says, if you want a cheeky look, you can have one. Because uh... she thinks he wants what's in the box. So she's brought the box for him because he likes what's in the box and then she says just, just going for a piss if you want have a look what's in the box yeah, there we go adam i'm gonna ask you what's in the box what's in the box tim what's in the box <laughs> dildos yeah yeah <laughs> got it first time ding 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 <laughs> top answer top answer <laughs> it's not a blue box it's a black box and it's it's like a, it's not like a little blue cardboard box. It's like a proper heavy duty black box. Well, it's a briefcase kind of box. It's like, yeah, it's got a handle. It's like a big, you could almost carry like, Harold could maybe carry his tuber in it or something, but it's, it's, not, in it's not tuber. Kind of, kind of a vibe. It's like a, it's like a drill box. It's like, it's, it's definitely got some stuff in it. There's definitely battery packs in there. Probably a couple of plug sockets as well. There's like some heavy duty stuff in there. And Harold does have a little sneaky peek. Joe, Cull- Joe Scully comes Joe over Scully. to have a little sneaky peek too. It's fucking great because Joe Scully is fucking traumatised. In the next scene, he's just in a quiet corner in the cafe and he's kind of like, he's almost like sucking on his thumb and he's just like, what the fuck have I just seen? I, He's absolutely traumatised by this. Uh, Harold decides, that's it. I'm not having, I'm not having this. they Fucking full of, full of sex pests, these dating agencies. I'm not doing this anymore. He's had enough. And Rosie's like, yeah, you, you're better than all them slags anyway. And she encourages him on. He rings him up and they're like, but we've sorted you another date out. And of course, Harold's a man of his word. He's not going to not go to that date. And Rosie's like, no, don't go. It'll just be another fucking slag. And he's like, no, I'm going to go to this date. And he does. He goes reluctantly, but he ends up having a great fucking time. Uh, which fucks Rosie off absolutely no end. Um, so we've got uh, Ruby, she's called. So I reckon in the next five episodes, maybe, we'll get to meet Ruby. I what do you think Ruby's be- going to be like? Do you think, I'm worried that she is going to be an absolute bullshitter because at the moment they've said like, oh, she's your perfect match and Harold's listed some of her qualities, like she does charity work. She does this, she does that, she's vegetarian, or did, like all the things. Oh, this was the one that made me think it's full of bullshit. He said, oh, and she's even fostered two, teenage, two teenagers as well, which I thought put, gave us so much in common. I was like, what are the chances that there's another fosterer of, fosterer? I don't know, fosterer of 
teenagers who you've just paired up with on this fucking slag agency. Unlikely. I think she's going to be full of shit and it's going to give Rosie a chance to go, told you, they're all slags. Yeah, probably. I've got to, I've got to ask you both. Do you think that dating agencies like that around that time would actually have been full of slags? Or do you think it's more likely that it's like just old weirdos? Because now the convenience of Tinder, that's going to attract slags because that's just swipe that way, bang it out. I I think you're right. I think back then, this is the next step from like the personal section in a newspaper or something where it's like lonely widower seeks some, it's the Pina Colada song. That's what it is. <laughs> um, I think you, I think you're right though. I don't, it's just normal people. Maybe they're a bit older. Maybe they're just looking for whatever. Um, but I still think it's going to end up blowing up in Harold's face and Rosie's going to be there to pick up the pieces, unfortunately. Yeah, I think Rosie's going to be actively, like, she's going to, like, take a picture of her, like, eating a beef burger or something like that, or, I don't know, just hitting her foster kids or whatever the fuck it is. She's going to actively go, listen, Harold, fuck this girl. And he's going, oh, you've got your, Rosie, you've always got your your eye out for me. You're, you're the only friend I can trust. And she, yeah, right back in there. Well, I think she oh. wants to get right back in there, but not actually be with him. Yeah. She just wants well, the I attention want of it. But I don't want anyone else to have you, because I like the attention that you give me. Horrible been person. Been there, been there, done that. <laughs> so, yeah, the worst person. Joe Scully, the best person ever. Rosie, the worst. Absolutely the worst. Uh, speaking of people that are the fucking worst, Flick Scully. She's, uh, th- there's not much to say here, apart from the fact She's already fucking stew off. She's already, she's already, she's already planned her exit. They've only just got together, and straight away she's gone. Ah, kind of won't mind going back to America, you know. But and why is she stew. thinking of going back to America? Just because she's bored of stew already. He missed the point, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> There's a job. There is There's... a job, which is her excuse to go. But why is she thinking of going? Because uh, she's bored of stew already. No. It is though. It is whatever she whatever she's saying is the excuse. Isn't okay. the excuse? She's just fucking bored of stew. She liked the romance. She liked the idea that she was kind of stealing another man off her sister again. She loves all that drama. Now they're just a fucking shit boring couple because Steph's got not asked. She's fucking bored. So whatever it is is an excuse for the fact she's bored of stew. So what's the excuse then, <laughs> So the excuse is, it goes back to the Michelle Scully um, situation. Um, Michelle doesn't want to go. Um, like People have started saying, no, it'd be, it'd be brilliant. It's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience. You'll like it when you get there. You'll meet lots of friends. Uh, Connor will be here when you get back, blah, blah, blah. All these reasons. But she's scared to go um, and be there by herself and everything. So... In passing, Flick discovers there is a job um, at the Lassiter's Hotel New York division, which <laughs> apparently they've got now. <laughs> it's always been there, whatever. Wait uh, a minute, yeah. isn't there? There's a, definitely a London one as well, because I'm pretty sure that's where Miles Misses works. I think you might be right. Um, it's like that. Um, so there's a job opened up there. She doesn't think she's going to get it. She kind of brushes it aside. But when she realizes Shell's like worried about going to New York and being about being by herself in the Big Apple, you can see uh, wheels wheels turning and she thinks, I could go, big sister, looking after my younger sister in New York and pretty cool job and everything as well. Don't want to leave Stu because he's proper spunky. That word gets used, I think, twice in these five episodes, um, which I always love. Um, and they're getting on, and she still she still likes him and everything. Um, but she's going to go and do that, I think. No, I think you're being fooled here, Adam. She's bored I, of him. Well, already. either that or I've watched the episodes and paid attention. <laughs> I mean, one of the two. No, I think you're being fooled. I don't trust Flick at all. Uh, I think she's bored. There's no drama for her here anymore. So she's like, I've got to do York and cause a lot of drama. There's, there's a personal wound here, I feel. <laughs> Yeah, she was going to Turkey, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bold prediction, by the way. Flick is going to take Shell's place. She's going to take that ticket off Shell. What, on a school 
It's just gonna it's gonna be like yeah, fucking that's that back that's to school predict. film with Drew Barrymore and she's just gonna go back to high school and start going out <laughs> with the football captain. <laughs> yep, that is my prediction. She is gonna take that ticket. It's and already going to Shell. So you don't think Shell's going? No. The, the the ticket's got Scully on it, but it's not the Scully you're thinking of. Yeah, I think she's going in her place. That's my bold prediction. I mean, it's not that bold, because if you scroll down the episode... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. If I had seen that, though, you would have properly... You would have dined out. I told you. I told you told she was going. I don't know how she, she goes, in about 10 episodes. I know it's coming up. She is about 10 episodes, two weeks. That's if yeah. we watch five next week and then five the week after. He literally, you called him out on it. It's like, oh, but yeah, yeah, but I didn't... I mean, eh, eh, eh. You said, I've got a prediction for you. You mean yeah. you knew? Yeah, I don't know how she goes, but I, that's the prediction of how she goes, if, I reckon. If, if you want, I can predict last week's lottery numbers for you. <laughs> not a prediction. Come on, Tim. What were they? Come on, tell me right now. They they were numbers between one and something above one, and some people won money. And did you pick, and when you were doing the lottery ticket, did you did you count those numbers? Did you have to do some count? Did you have to count them? Did you have to get them in the right order? What, how I, I counted them all, added them up, um, and then put them all back in. Uh, you know what never fucking them. works? Putting last week's lottery numbers in for this week. Never fucking works. Yeah, because it was last week's numbers. Just as likely to come up as ever again. It's the same, it's the same chances every single time. Never works. But the, we record this podcast a week in advance. So if we, tell, if we say what last week's were, then they'll be current this week, and people can put them on. <laughs> you, you, you're going the wrong way <laughs> should we play some loud music do it fucking hell oh, pumping absolutely pumping that music Tim you okay I might need a minute sorry we probably should have warned you beforehand uh, but you know what that means don't you Tim what does that mu- music signify something about someone landing I don't know <laughs> it is the ego landing so to, to wind it back a little bit they were uh, Chloe was wasn't too keen on them so like she was trying to hide her feelings a little bit and push Darcy away but he's made a big declaration for her and they're in they're in love now they're in a full-on romantic relationship but because she's a wealthy hotelier and of interest to the, the preps, they're having to sneak around a little bit. They've got wind of this romance and <laughs> they can smell a good story. Oh, no, it was too good. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tim. I'm full of these. Uh, Clearly an accident, Tim. Like, that, was, that was not planned in any way. No, no. <laughs> he still doesn't quite know what he's done. No. No, I do, I do, and it will be this week's episode title, so don't worry. Uh, So they've had to sneak off to one of uh, Chloe's rental places, because she has places in the suburb that she rents out to people, so they've snuck off there, and they're going to have some champagne, because they love drinking champagne together, sometimes just for lunch, you know? No reason, just drink some champagne for lunch, because they can. Sounds good to me. Yeah, sounds very good indeed. Uh, So yeah, they're sneaking around there. Carl's back from his uh, conference, and he's, he's... Praying straight with Darcy, he's like, "Oh yeah, sorry, how's things with you, Darcy?" He's like, "Yeah, but he's like, cut the shit. Are you fu- are you fucking Chloe yet or what?" And he's like, "Yeah, kind of, kind of fucking Chloe." And he's like, "Right, well, you're in for some shit here. It's it's the fucking Darcy Tyler show again." And he's like, "What do you mean? Like, I'm doing nothing wrong this time?" Uh, which which is true. And he's like, "Well, actually, she is fucking still married. She is going through a divorce. The newspaper are after you. This is this is not going to be a good look for you." And he's like, "Oh, shut up, Carl. Don't worry. I'll be fine." No one, no one's interested in us. No one's going to take pictures of us and put it in the newspaper. Tim, can you guess what happens? Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, they they get papped. I think is the the technical term for that. Uh, in a in a nice embrace and clearly post photographs. They couldn't do it any more unnaturally than you've ever seen in your life. It looks like, like one of your wedding photos. <laughs> like two people who it's like a convenience but they've just been told to stand next to each other and pretend you like each other for you know the authorities so no one gets deported that's what it looked like <laughs> so they get papped and it's all over the newspapers the next day uh but Bowie's not asked harold's talking everybody's talking about it everyone's reading the paper and going oh fucking hell have you seen this fucking darcy's up to it again can't believe it's with Chloe Lambert. And Harold's reading it in the coffee shop and he like fucking fumbles around, tries to hide it. And she's like, ah, oh, fucking seen that shit. Don't worry about it. 
I don't give a fuck. I'm going to sue the newspaper, so don't fucking worry about it in the slightest. Which is quite liberating for Darcy, I think. Uh, don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> you had a thought then. You had like that was like. And it fell out. A thought. He just, and he just went. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a thought. It's no, it's just nice for him. Like he's he's got some, like he's always the one in the relationship who's having to either cover some like cover his own tracks or be the supportive one or he's he's making sacrifice like he did with Penny he had to almost sacrifice his career for it whereas now he's kind of being looked at like he's not the more dominant one in this this relationship so he's like oh fuck we got snapped oh, I can't believe this she's gonna be fuming she's like yeah fuck it I don't care which is really nice for Darcy I think and it's a it's a good change from what he's had before he says he does say this to Carl as well it's like this is not like all the other times I've been in trouble because I've done something wrong. <laughs> I haven't got a joke for the end of that. You've had a nice little thought about your, your fictional friend. So <laughs> My fictional best friend. Do you think this is going to continue, though? Do you think it's going to go on? Do you reckon they're going to get papped and it's going to get too much? Do you reckon one of them's going to go? I, I, rec- I think in the next five episodes, Chloe's going to turn around and go, oh, bit much all this. Call it a day. I think. Well, oh, I think you she's know go- why. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Because she, in the next five episodes, I think she's gonna. Because she mentions it, she's gonna tell her kids about it all now, and that they're an item. And obviously, we've met her daughter, um, who is an adult, not a child, who is smoking hot. Um, and I don't think she'll be too favourable about this. And I think Chloe will go. Actually, can't do it. The kids don't like it, and it's a bit much. So no thanks. And I reckon it's going to be a heartbreaker for. Um, the ego. Oh, we don't want that. So no, I think it's probably at some point it's going to maybe get a bit too much. Maybe a husband's going to allege that they were having an affair beforehand or something, and that's not going to end well in court. And she's gonna she's gonna have a wobble, and then Darcy's going to be one going, "Fuck him, it'll be fine, don't worry." And that'll give him the strength to carry on. He's going to repay all that that she, all that strength that Darcy, she's given him. Could not Darcy? Could Darcy not turn bad again? I mean, that's the thing with Darcy. You don't know. He could do that, or he could just fuck a daughter. You just don't know. I mean, that—that—that's. I mean, that's that's kind of what I mean. He, I'm almost picturing him just at one point going, looking himself in the mirror, smiling a bit, and going, "Fuck it, put a leather jacket on and go and bang the daughter." He has got his <laughs> leather jacket. He could do that. He has got a leather jacket, and you wouldn't take that off, Jeremy, either. You'd keep, you'd no. keep it on. You'd have nothing on underneath, naturally. It's clean anyway, doesn't it? Leather. <laughs> exactly. Unless, unless it's unless so happy about that, he's like, I know it does. Yeah. <laughs> unless it's congealed. <laughs> Gets in the stitching. <laughs> oh dear. So, speaking of horrible sex pests, <laughs> Cookie. Oh, I hate this guy. I hate this guy. Now, like I said, he, he was quite subtle about being a sex pest last no, week, but he's all <laughs> he's all out now. He's fully exposed as a sex pest. Literally exposed. Uh, <laughs> literally exposed. So he's back. She's been away for a while. Can't remember why. Adam will know, but <laughs> um a gran or a nan was ill, I think. Yeah. Someone was ill, so she went to go nurse them. But she's back. Uh and she's got right into Cookie's class. He's holding these these masterclasses on heart surgery, and she's right in there. Uh, he's a fucking dick in this scene. So Sheena, who was being last we saw, was getting propositioned by Cookie, uh, which I believe got resolved by her going, no, I'm not going to suck your dick. And he's going, oh, I was only joking. Anyway, I didn't really want you to suck my dick. Um, well, unless you do want to suck my dick. She's like, no, I don't. Oh, I was only I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, do you want to? No, I don't. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Right? I've all mentioned that. <laughs> unless you, unless you, you, you want to. No, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Off you go, Sheena. Don't worry. Uh, so, so yeah, she's back in the class, and Darcy gets her in trouble just by being a fucking clown. Uh, so he has a fucking go at her in the class and going, "Why are you not paying attention? Answer this question." She can't answer the question, but fucking teacher's pet D puts her hand up and goes, "I know the answer to this one." And he's like, oh, what's your name? D, come see me after class. And he's like, oh, I'm really impressed by your uh, intelligence there. Uh, do you want to come watch me do some heart surgery? And D's like, yeah, you're the fucking best heart surgeon in the world. Of course I want to watch you do heart surgery. So he's like, right, scrub up. I'm, the, I'm, I'm, 
I've, I've got one booked in after this lesson. So uh, let, let's go <laughs> do some heart surgery. So she's there watching him do heart surgery. And he's asking all these questions about this. And she's fucking smashing it out of the park at this point. Uh, Sheena gives her a bit of warning going, listen, he's a bit of a fucking, he's a bit of a fucking sleaze to be honest. He, he was showing me attention last week, but I didn't want to give him a blowjob. So maybe he's, he's, he's identified you as a new target here. And she's like, no, no, I'm just really good. I just know shit and it's cookie. So, you know, I, I want to be on his good side. Uh, and she's like, I need a rush. I've got a new massage client coming in later on. I'm doing massages after hours at Carl's surgery. So I better go. She gets all his shit ready. Who shows up? He's the new massage client as well. Uh, he booked it on just under his name, Martin. And she's like, oh, I didn't think it'd be you because you just booked it under Martin. He's like, well, that is my fucking name. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> That, that, that was quite funny. I didn't I didn't hate him there. He was like, because she was like, yeah, why have you put Martin? He was like, that's my name. My name's not actually Cookie, you fucking knob. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, right, okay, well, you know, you can get yourself changed around there and uh, we'll, we'll give you a good old massage up. And he's like, brilliant. Darcy's told me you're fucking brilliant. And then she's like straight away going, oh, fucking hell, what's Darcy said here? Uh, so we don't actually get to see the massage. Uh but he's getting changed afterwards. But he's been a bit... Uh, you do like get to see the massage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, is, if you get to see the massage, even if it was montage style, this has got to oh, be no, you 30 do. seconds. You do, right? because he over... Actually, no, you're right. I remember this now, yeah. Because he overruns. He's like, ah, oh, to be honest, we could make this last another hour if you want. I'll fucking pay you. And she's like, oh, I kind of need to get home and see my boyfriend who I've not seen for months. But he's like, I'll fucking pay you. And she's like, all right, well, we'll go over, like, and we'll do another 10 minutes. Half an hour, she says. <laughs> I like how he started this by going, oh, no, Adam, you are right. <laughs> like, I you like were, hearing like, that. But, sure. <laughs> but then he said it like, I might not know that I am. Yeah. Like, this wasn't one, I wasn't being smug or anything. No. I know I watched it probably about an hour before we did this podcast. I know exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing all the stuff like, oh, your 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 hands are so good, and I'm so, oh, I've never, I've never had someone take care of my needs like this before, and all oh. this. It's proper ranging. So that's how yeah. I know he showed the the massage because he's horrible. Yeah, he's yeah, everything's a double entendre in there. So, uh, and then he's like, he's still like kind of half naked as D turns around. He's like, she's like, oh, sorry. He's like, oh, you've seen all this before, haven't you? Though bit of a windmill. Yeah, pretty yeah. Uh, but. That means she's fucking knackered when she gets home. So she's got absolutely zero time for Toadie's shit. Toadie's just being Toadie. And it's like, oh, I'm dead excited. I'm Toadie. You're D. I've not seen you in ages. Let's go do something funny. She's like, I just want to fucking go to bed. He's like, oh, I go to bed. She's like, no, to sleep. Because I'm fucking knackered. Uh, next day, they bump into each other. And then Cookie, I'm assuming this is phase two. Out of, I'm going to say, five phases of... Uh, of leching on D here, he starts complaining about his wife to D, going, oh, my wife doesn't enjoy these things, the same, the same things that I enjoy. I haven't got someone to share these these conversations with. Unlike you, though, I get to share great conversations with you. You're fantastic to talk to. Well, he offers her um, a lift to work as well, and I yeah. feel like that's one of the stages. Definitely. that's Yeah, that's stage three by this point. I made that uh, mistake. Yeah. Uh, if, in the next five episodes, maybe, if he's, he's offering drinks after work, fuck it. Stage four, we all know where st- what stage five is. Slap to the face in a lawsuit, I imagine. <laughs> Fired again. Not as bad as the other guy, though, so he'll be fine. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. He's, uh, he's, he's got a new target in D, uh, which I think Toadie's going to have to... Oh, are we going to get another fucking Toadie thing where he's like, Oh, I'm a bit fat and ugly. Everyone thinks I don't deserve to, but I do. That's going to be happening. And I think the only person who's going to be able to sort this out, I think I said it last time about Sheena, but I think mm. he's going to sort it out for D instead. Darcy Tyler's going to have to play the hero card. Yeah, he's going to come to D's aid. What a guy. What a guy. I prefer um, him being a dick. I, I want a heel turn from Darcy. Oh, it'll come. It will come at some point. Mm. Yeah, he's he's more fun when he's being a bit of a dick. Yeah, but he's yeah, but he's he's kind of on the tweener thing at the moment. He's in between. He's not full on bad guy, but like I said, you can expect at any moment he could just twat someone with a chair or shag someone's daughter. <laughs> one, one of the <laughs> at same, any yeah, moment. Imagine, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> as long as he doesn't get confused and start hitting people's daughters with chairs. <laughs> or shagging chairs. I suppose that would be the... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Uh, do you want to know what the OG is doing, just to finish off with? Always. It's really small, so yeah, go for it. Okay. So Boyd It's funny though. Himself. It is good it though. Is funny. Yeah, Boyd has somehow got himself a girlfriend. Uh she's round his house. She wants a she wants a good old kiss up and he's like, Oh, I'm not sure about this, you know. We're alone in a house together. This you you're a bit forward. I'm you know, I've not I've not done this, anything like this before. I don't know if it's a good idea. Just as they kiss, who's taking a picture but the OG on an instant camera, takes the photo out, gives it the you know, shakes it like a Polaroid and goes. Right, dickheads, I've got a picture of you. How much is this worth to keep it quiet? And that's it. It's so good. It's just, <laughs> so the, it's just this week's scam. It's really good. <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. Uh, she then proceeds to, to mock Boyd for being a virgin, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's fucking brilliant. God, you've never even fucking kissed a girl, have you? He's like, yeah, right. I've like, fucking haven't you? are a fucking liar. She says, what, that fake model girlfriend you made up? Fuck you. Like, she brought <laughs> stuff up for, like, six months ago just to burn him. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you, I can't wait to see what she gets out of Boyd for this. Uh, I'm sure it'll happen. Should we Should we watch five episodes next week? I'm well, okay be more that. than that. No, just the five. Just the five. Uh, anything more, then I don't really pay attention to what's going on. I miss stuff, so I think five is <laughs> yeah, the last thing we want. <laughs> I wonder what the minimum is, or I suppose the the maximum. Like, do you reckon you could, you could like, if we wrote you some questions, do you reckon you could ace a test on one episode? <laughs> if you want to do that for next week, I'm absolutely. I'd be very happy to take. Part I that. feel like Adam, you you could do this. I, I this might not be too much effort. You let me know. Watch the first episode of the five and come up with. Would five questions be too many? Ten questions. Five questions sounds about like the right amount of questions. Like two or three, probably not enough questions. Ten questions, people would be fucking bored and not want to listen. <laughs> All right, write five questions on episode one. And Jay, you know that the first episode, you are going to have to answer questions on, so you have to pay extra attention. We'll a- okay. ask you all five questions yep. and see how many you get. I, I'm going to add an extra little rule, though, because I do think that that's, that's, that's very doable. That is very doable. Um, you cannot refer to your notes yeah. while I am asking you the questions. No, probably, no, we'll do it under exam conditions. Do not worry. Do not worry at all. And if you want to play home, play along at home as well, you're more than welcome to. We'll put the questions on the, on the socials. Yeah. At Watch Neighbor, if you want to follow all those antics. But until then... Take it, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love this idea, and I think this is good. But I always like... I like a test, but I like it when a test has an element of competition. Oh, so I'm going to extend the challenge to Tim J. Callahan as well to watch that episode. <laughs> Just one. And then I will ask you the same five questions on said episode. I'll Tim accept the challenge. I'll do it, but I have to like already defend myself a little bit. That when I watch the odd episode, I don't know who anyone is and I don't know anyone's name. And it's not like everyone walks into a room and goes, oh, hi, Jonathan. Hi, Adam. Let's have a conversation. I'm already at a disadvantage here because I don't necessarily know who most people are. Right. You should know who everyone is because you do this podcast where we tell you all the storylines every week. So if you you see see a big jolly man who's going on dates, you should be like straight away, Harold Bishop, motherfucker. I know if you see a ten year old girl scamming the fuck out of people, you know it's the OG. I know I know people like that. There are definitely some characters though who you talk about all the time and I don't know what they look like. Well you oh, don't right. well, Yeah, you are at that disadvantage. He's at the disadvantage of being an idiot though. So <laughs> I, I want to paint the, the picture of balance. So, like, we're both, yeah. can we both have our disadvantages? Can we can we call this quiz, Are You Smarter Than a Fucking Idiot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, done. Awesome. Well, you've got that to look forward to next week. So, tune in, like I said, at Watch Neighbor. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, which you already know because you already listen to this podcast. But until then, I want to say thank you to you, Tim. Cheers. Uh, and also, you're going down next week. Whoa, that's a Tim!
<laughs> and Adam, I've always admired you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Adam, thank you very much for, for everything that you do. Not just in the podcast, but just on a personal level as well. And uh, maybe I'll get you that T-shirt that you wanted. You wanted a T-shirt, didn't you? Oh, I did. Oh, well, maybe maybe I'll sort it out for you by next week, Adam. Okay, I'll uh, I'll text you. I'll text you outside the group in a bit. All right. <laughs> <laughs>